Hey guys, Dane here with the Darkroom Podcast. In this episode, I sit down and chat with Brendan North. He is a young photographer. Look at that, young, like I'm all old, but I am. You are younger than me, Brendan, and you are classified as young. He is a photographer, a poet. He's a YouTuber as well. He works and shoots with the biggest YouTubers, social media influencers, and he's a pretty big influence himself. I had a really good time chatting with him and getting to know his story and how he came up in the world of photo and content creation. And yeah, he's a cool dude. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with Brendan North. Welcome to the Dark Room Podcast, where you'll get to hear from the best full-time creators on the planet. From starting out to where they are now and everywhere in between. Welcome to the Dark Room. Hey guys, Dane here with the Dark Room Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Today I have Brendan North, LA-based photographer, awesome poet. You can follow him on Instagram at Brendan North. You can find him on YouTube. He's putting out amazing quality content all the time. Brendan, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. For sure, dude. So, okay, before we get into anything, I want to talk about this painted series. Right. And and to kind of give everyone an idea of what that is all about. Okay. All right. So, basically, the painted series is my answer to... Instagram sort of being insanely saturated with the same exact stuff over and over and over and over again. Um, you see one photo and it's brilliant, right? And then a hundred thousand other photographers try to copy that exact same thing. Right. And I wanted something that was like intensely just me. And I've always loved writing and I've always loved photography. And I really wanted to, uh, take an idea to the point where I could combine both of them. Yeah. And, the poetry came first and then I wanted to sort of put those words into my photos. And the best way I came up with was to put the words on my models and the medium became this white paint and, uh, the way it pops off skin and black and white images, it all kind of just came together in this one fluid like series. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's how the painted series was born. Dude. It's so, it's so rad. So when, when you're doing it, or when you first started doing it, like did did the idea, did it come across exactly how you wanted it or did you have to tweak things? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was like from the get-go, I knew I had maybe 10 of them like written down, planned out. Like mm-hmm. I know exactly how this is going to look. I know where I'm going to paint it on this person. Yeah. I know what the background is. I know what like location we're going to. Mm-hmm. And then I executed. It was something that I think a lot of photographers are missing today, especially on Instagram, especially among like the younger generation of photographers is intent. Nobody's really putting intent into their photos anymore. Everybody's kind of just shooting on a whim for sure for Instagram. Just, I need content. I need content. Mm -hmm. It's this daily struggle of producing something. It doesn't matter what your quality is anymore. Like kids just think if they put out as many things as they can, that something's going to happen. Yeah. Whereas I'm on the total different end of the spectrum where I want to take my time and I want to mean it when mm-hmm. I take that photo. I yeah. want it, I want it to have a depth to it. Um, and yeah, my words can give those photos depth. So it's all this intent. Yeah. yeah I feel like, uh, years ago when Instagram first started, 
those photographers that really cared, they inspired the younger generation to come in. But then that generation started just pumping out content and content and content. Yeah. And they got big because of that. Right. And then people thought that that was what you needed to do. Yeah. And now like it's, it's still like that. Like you're saying, like it's, it's hard to, to find people and creators that really take the approach of like a complete full blown artist. Mm -hmm. Right everyone's just trying to produce content. Yeah. And now with, you know, vlogging and, you know, all these different mediums, like the race to get those numbers is even crazier. Absolutely. I think, I think there's a huge difference now on Instagram between what I would call a content creator and an artist. Right. They don't necessarily mean the same thing anymore. At one point, if you were creating content, normally you were doing it for the art of it, but not anymore. Mm -hmm. Today, kids are coming into this game thinking, here's a lifestyle that I see on Instagram and this photographer is living it. Yeah. Like for me, for example, a kid see like the way I live, like the people I hang out with, I hang out like all these like Instagram influencers and celebrities are mm-hmm. on my feed. I'm taking pictures of them and they want that lifestyle and they think picking up a camera is the way to get it. Right. Um, and it's never for them about creating art. Right. Um, I don't know. It's an, it's an odd transition that photography has taken thanks to social media. Yeah, for sure. It is one of those things too. It's like, I mean, we don't need social media, but it's such a dope outlet if you're using it right. And yeah, then people absolutely. get to see your work. It really you know? is. Uh, but you know, there's gotta be like, you know, there's people out there still that don't use Instagram that will never use Instagram or, or anything yeah. that are producing like amazing film work. Some of the, some of the best photographers in the world, some of the best filmmakers are, I mean, obviously filmmakers, um, but some of the best photographers in the world don't give a shit about... Yeah, you can cuss on here. I can? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, don't give a shit about Instagram. Yeah. They might not even have an Instagram. Right. Um, or they might have one and they post only behind the scenes of their sets. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're not actually... Get, because I, I had somebody tell me this. Um, Instagram is like a used car lot, essentially. The second you drive that car off a lot, it Mm -hmm. depreciates in value. The second you post a photo on Instagram, it depreciates in value. So if these people are, if these artists are out there posting their photos on Instagram, all of a sudden people have seen it and now they don't want to buy it. Yeah. Um, I live in a a slightly different space because I am selling prints now and my, my biggest way of selling it is Instagram. But these guys, uh, the older generation, the ones that have made it without Instagram, Mm -hmm they want to hold it back until they can release it somewhere else in a gallery galleries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't want to depreciate their work by putting it on this big public platform. Do you find that when you go to edit your photos and and even choosing which photos you want to work on, uh, that you're much more particular now and that you spend much more time than you did a year ago, two years ago? Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm one to talk because I came up, sort of in that like social media, like driven space uh-huh. where I was content, content, content. Right, right. I need to shoot with this, that, and the other influencer. Mm-hmm. I was in everybody's DMs. I was in everybody's email. Yeah. Hey, I'm a new photographer based in LA. Would love to shoot. I'll do it for free. Just tag me. Yeah. That was... But that's the hustle. <clears throat> like it, that's what it takes. It absolutely is the hustle. For sure. It is. Um, and I'm blessed to be in a position now after fighting through that to have the ability to take my time and put out work that I really am proud of and really want to put my name on. Um, but I'm not necessarily saying 
I got here the right way yeah. or the best way. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's definitely what worked for well, me. Well, yeah, everybody has a different, exactly. you know, a different path. Whatever avenue. For sure. Takes. And like at the time, you know, when you're doing it, it's the process that matters. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you were pumped then and, and it wouldn't, Stoked. your work wouldn't be what it is now without that. There's no way. No chance. When, yeah. when did you first pick up a camera? Like when was the first time you're like, oh, I'm actually good at this and I want to try to do it more? That moment, maybe just two and a half years ago. Not, no shit? Yeah, not incredibly long. Really? I was a senior in college mm-hmm. when I started sort of running around. I went to school in D.C., okay. so I would run around the city with my roommate's camera, mm-hmm. um, and I'd tell people that I ran a, like a blog, mm-hmm. like Humans of New York, but I called it Humans of D.C., Yeah, nice. and that blog just did not exist. It yeah. just wasn't there. I just wanted to take pictures of people. <laughs> um, I had a terrible lens. I think it was just like a kit lens, 18 mm-hmm. to 24 or something. Nice. Uh, variable variable f-stop like yeah. not a pretty lens yeah yeah um and i would just post these photos to my instagram and like i would talk to the people and i would actually sort of try to make it like a humans of new york feel i would get mm-hmm. like a little bit of a story from them um but that like once i started doing that i showed those photos to a wedding photographer in dc mm-hmm. that i met at a bar and um that's when she sort of told me, you have an eye. Yeah. And that was the moment I was like, okay, maybe I am, maybe I'm good at this. And then yeah. she sort of took me on as, uh, she was my mentor. Yeah. And were you shooting weddings in the beginning? Did you assist I weddings? second shot two weddings. No way. Yeah. Dude, weddings are scary. I hated it. I can't, I won't touch those things. They're not fun. Uh, <laughs> did, so did you get approached to do, you know, to be like the first shooter at weddings and you just said no. you can't do it? Uh, well, yes, actually, yeah. no, people, people ask me all the time yeah, um, I'm sure. if I want to shoot their wedding. And like, no, they probably just, throw out crazy numbers too. Yeah. Money wise. You can, like, you can make a decent it. amount shooting yeah. weddings. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Oh, I respect the shit out of it, but yeah, absolutely. it's just no, scary. It's, I can't, I can't have the pressure. I respect the people that want to do it. Yeah. And they give out grind. drinks to like everyone there too. Yeah. So by the end of the night, if I'm supposed to be taking pictures, you know, I'm going to have a bunch of champagne before then. Like I can't, there's no way. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So I mean, you the were, photographers got to celebrate after a job well done, right? I know. Right. <laughs> we're good at that. Uh, so you were, you were helping her out and then mm-hmm. you realized kind of like the direction that you wanted to take it. Well, she lived with a model. Um, so she wasn't just a wedding photographer. Like nobody is ever just a wedding photographer, you yeah. know, like everybody has everyone, all yeah. kinds of different passions within that art form. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also loved shooting like boudoir stuff, nice. um, like more on the sexy side, yeah, like yeah. women goddess sort mm-hmm. of vibes. And she lived with a model at the time. And one of the days she was like, do you want to shoot with my roommate? Mm-hmm. So we went to like this river in DC um, and did this whole shoot. And it was like, okay, it I was want, like, I want to do this it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even now, like, you know, you're primarily shooting models yep. and, and shooting celebrities. Yeah. Portraiture. Uh, For the painted series, were these models pumped? Uh, At the beginning, a lot of them were confused. Right, yeah. You pull out this paint bucket from like Home Depot or whatever? Well, I told them before that I was going to paint them, but uh, the pitch was always kind of weird. I was like, I have this series that I want to do Mm because I didn't have anything to show them at the beginning. Right. I have this series that I want to do and I want to paint some words on you. Mm -hmm. Most likely, like, it'll be a lot of skin. Yeah. Like, trying to explain it and people were like, like, well, you tentative. built up the credibility. You can't, yeah. you can't just come at it hot off the bat. Like yeah. if you, if that was your first photo shoot, no, exactly. Then it'd be like, uh, I, I was, what are we doing here? I was lucky to be in a certain position to 
come to people and say that. Right. Um, and once I had like two of them done, I could show those two mm-hmm. to everybody else and everybody was stoked. Yeah. Like, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. Definitely. I had all kinds of people asking to be a part of it that yeah. I didn't have anything even thought of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the way I've been doing it is the idea comes first, the concept, and then I think of the person that I think will fit the mm-hmm. best. Mm-hmm. But I have all these people like, write something for me, write yeah. something for yeah, me. Like, uh, hang let's on. do a painted photo. It's like, got to come organically. Exactly. It's got, yeah, it's got to come fresh for mm-hmm. sure. So you were, you were in DC, the first real model photo shoot that you had. Yep. And then that sparked this whole like, whoa, like this is what I'm comfortable with. Yep. I know I can handle this because it's hard. Like even, even shooting it, with models all the time, like it's not, it's yeah. not easy to, to not just like obviously make them comfortable, but mm-hmm. there's so many aspects that go into shooting a model that your true artistry like really can come to surface. Right. How you talk with them and how you shoot with them and just all that. So you realize that you had that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a sister, mm-hmm. so I grew up, you know, I guess talking to yeah. a girl. No, yeah, no. for sure. Um, I was actually terrified of girls up until maybe like my sophomore year of college. Yeah. Didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't <laughs> do it. <laughs> terrified. It's just hard, yeah. Um, but in a photo shoot, I knew what I wanted and I knew like how to make them comfortable for whatever reason. It just yeah. clicked for me in that setting. It just made so much more sense. And that's when I started getting like really into the groove of like model photography, portrait photography. Yeah. Um, and did yeah. you jump in? Like once you realized this, were you like, Oh boom, this yes. is what I'm going to at least try to do right now. This Absolutely. is it. This is the path. Yep. And you were in DC. So then you were still in school or were you a sophomore or junior? Uh, senior. Oh, you were a senior. Yeah. Then. So when you I were, met Carly, I was a senior. Yeah. Okay. She's the wedding photographer. Sorry. Where's Carly now? She actually moved to LA. Oh, no way. Funny enough. Yeah. Really? She lives in Venice. What? Yep. Wow. Have you seen her? Yeah. Since? I saw her maybe two months ago. Now, does not, she use Instagram? Is she, is she in touch with everything going on? Uh, yeah. She knows yeah. all of this happened. Yeah. Does she, does she have any idea what the hell happened with you when it comes to like how big you actually got when I she left she, DC? I think she understands. She's watched like a few of my uh, videos, a, a couple, I think two of, two of my videos uh-huh. actually like thank her oh, at like nice. different points and yeah. she would like text me. She's like, I watched your video. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Damn, that's wild. So when you, when you left and you took off, you mm-hmm. said, I'm going to LA. Yeah. Let's just do it. And mm-hmm. this is what, three years ago? Two years ago. That was only two years ago? Yeah. So I graduated May of 2016. Okay. Um, and then moved out after that. So, I mean, what is it? August? So yeah. Where, over, where are you from originally? Years. From Boston. Well, Duxbury, Massachusetts. Oh, Nobody yeah. knows what that is. So yeah. I say, uh, Boston. How close to the city? About 30 it? minutes south mm-hmm. of the city. It's closer to like Cape Cod. Okay. The beaches. Do you yeah. ever, have you been back to shoot out there? Cause you weren't really shooting there before. Yeah. Right? Cause you were not mm, into photo then. N- not, not really to shoot, to see my family. Yeah, yes. no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the city's so, you know, yeah. sweet. Like Boston's a cool city. Yeah. I didn't really have the, ch- I was actually back in Boston last week uh-huh. and I didn't really have the chance to shoot the city, but mm. I went sailing with my dad Nice. and took some, you know, pretty sail sailboat pictures. Did you, <laughs> did you grow up going on the boat? Was yeah. that a thing? Yeah. Dude, that was, that's so badass. That was the thing. Yeah. I got the, the wave tattoo and the wave ring all about the ocean. Nice man. So, so he's been, he's been doing it since you were a kid. Do you have like a, a attachment to, to the water? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Is, I was, I mean, born in that town and then raised on in or near the water. Yeah. You know, that was my thing. Do you surf out here? 
Occasionally. Yeah. Not so much surfing. It was all, it was sailing. It was swimming. It was, yeah, just boats. Yeah, stuff for sure. Like that. But a little surfing back then too on Cape Cod. Yeah. What do your parents think about, about, you know, I mean, if, being a full-time creator? At first they thought I was crazy. Yeah, for sure. I, I, so I went to school for something completely different. I studied international, yeah. What was it? International affairs and environmental science. Oh, what? Crazy. Um, so <laughs> they were pretty confused when I said, Hey mom, like yeah. I graduated with this degree, but now can I move to LA? Uh, yeah, later. <laughs> later. What, what could you have done with the, uh, with the degree? Did you have a plan that the first degree, like your first yeah. actual degree? I mean, I was going to work for some firm in DC. Like, oh my God, dude, that's you know, so different. Yeah. Could you imagine you in there with a suit and tie right now? Not at all. Holy crap. Uh, I mean, man. I can because that was my life. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, I sure. interned for a few different, um, companies in DC and that was my life. I would walk in shirt and tie, you yeah. know, and I would sit at a desk and I'd do work. And that was kind of, ex- kind of how I expected the rest of my career to go. I would yeah. get a job after graduating and do something like that. Um, until, yeah, until photography clicked. Did you ever have that moment where you looked at that path and you completely saw into the future of it and you said, there's no way. Yeah. And you saw people, I'm sure that you knew people that were older and you heard their stories and, mm-hmm. and their complaints or whatnot or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's a big part of it. I'm sure. Yeah. It was a very clear few moments that sort of pushed me like way away from that and yeah. in the new direction. Yeah. So, so you show up like when you show up to LA, is it one of those great stories? Like you should get off a bus. I have like $10 in my pocket. I'm flipping no, signs I wish. the first I'm, day. I'm a little bit more for uh, a little bit more fortunate than that. Yeah. Um, I have, so my mom's cousin mm-hmm. lives, uh, or lived in Culver city at the time nice. and they had a spare bedroom. So I lived with them free of rent. Uh, for two months. Okay. And then at that, and I was trying to shoot, I was trying to like text mm-hmm. all these people or message all these people like, let's shoot. Let's, Cause I had no photos to my name. I had yeah. a few from DC. Did you have a website yet or is this no. all super fresh? Okay. No website. Gotcha. Um, really just nothing to prove myself yet. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to build up a portfolio, built up content with anybody that would shoot with me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Eventually I had enough money to, uh, get an apartment Mm -hmm. with this dude that I met on Facebook. Um, it was a one bedroom, both paid seven fifty a month. It was pretty good price. Yeah. And where Um, is this? What part of town is that in? Mid city. So La Cienega Boulevard. Dude, I'm there right now. I'm probably in this. I was probably that guy in the same place. That's where I am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but we were one bedroom, you know, his bed was about two feet away from my bed. Uh-huh. Just wake up and just like, yeah, there's yo, what's up? random person <laughs> like staring at me. Yeah. Um, but that's when I started driving for Lyft to make money. Okay. Um, and that was the grind for a long time. I yeah. think I drove for Lyft for a little over six months. I did too for six months. You're kidding. Nope. No way. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. How did you like the experience? Uh, <laughs> well, I did it for six months. Yeah, so, I, so but dude, I, I was I half-assed it so bad. Like I, I drove right, but it's too, it's too easy to. Was to it your not, main in, like main income? Yeah, when I was in college. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, not all college, but for six months, I did it, and yeah, it's cool because you get to work on schedule and all exactly. that. Yeah. But then I would just get lazy and only work a couple hours, and mm-hmm. nighttime was a disaster sometimes. Yeah. So I did it for like yeah six months. But, yeah. But what yeah what was the experience like for you? Uh, in LA, it's sort of a ridiculous thing because you get stuck in traffic and you end up sitting with these people that you don't know in your car for yeah. an hour. Just that talking you didn't it mean up. to. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, no, I mean, sometimes they talk a lot and sometimes they're just dead it's silent. Just and you're like, yeah. can I play music? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then they like, no, I don't want to hear music. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but Lyft was, I'm thankful for it. Yeah. I'll say that because it's the only reason I was able to pay my rent nice. for the first six months living here because mm-hmm. nobody was paying me for photos. Damn. Not a single person. Yeah. Everything hard. was pro bono. Like I need content. I need tags. Like I started shooting influencers sort of climbing that ladder, like right. 10,000, 20,000, mm-hmm. 50,000, like people with 50,000 were starting to like, sort of like, yeah, I'll shoot with you a hundred thousand. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just saw your photos with so-and-so like I'll shoot with you. And that's how you build the name. So. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And then when I had, you know, 25, 50 K of my own after those six months mm-hmm. of driving for Lyft, that's when I started getting paid nice. um, just to shoot headshots, like individual things, mm-hmm. um, mo- like portfolio stuff for models. Right. And I was making enough to, to stop driving. Nice. So yeah. you were driving like full time yeah. all the time. Well, I was shooting well, as yeah, much yeah. as I could. Yeah. But you would, you would drive as much would, as you could as well. I would drive, shoot, I would yeah. drive every single day. Yeah. yeah. See, that's right. And then you like you, that's when you get, you know, cause I wanted to buy camera gear too. Dude. Like it, it was wasn't insane. just rent. I need, I had, a borrowed camera yeah. and uh, no lenses yeah. when I moved here. Damn. Like it was That's literally wild. my, so I went from my roommate's camera in college uh-huh. to my mom's cousin's camera when I moved to LA. I didn't have one. And you shoot Sony. So why, why Sony? Did you just, is that the first well, one you I grabbed? started on Canon. Um, oh yeah? Yeah. I started with the, you know, the little Rebel. Oh yeah. Me, uh, me EOS, too. Same thing. Like Rebel T3i. Yeah, T2, T3i, one of those. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And great little camera. Yeah. Great little camera. Yeah. I bought like, the first thing I bought was a lens for that. Uh-huh. It was like an 85 millimeter 1.8. Oh, yeah. Which that, is like, I know. got that when I was like, what do I need to do for portraits? And the first thing when you Google that is 85 1.8. Exactly. But That's I didn't it. know that the Rebel is a four thirds crop. Oh, so yeah. I had the 85 on there and, and I had to stand like yeah, for sure. half a mile away like, from my subject to get their look? face in it. Oh, I was man. like, what am I doing? Yeah. I was like, no, no way people normally stand this far away from their yeah. subjects. There's, and then I realized, there's a learning curve for lenses oh, and yeah. crop sensors. Oh yeah. And all I that. did not know that. Um, but then when I had enough money um, to get my own camera and give my camera back to my yeah. mom's cousin, um, I bought the Sony Nice. For whatever reason, it had all the things that I wanted. It was the 6300. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it had, it was pretty new at that point in 2016. Right. Super stoked on all the ass, like little things it could do. Yeah, for I sure. I was so excited that it could shoot 120 frames per second. Yeah, that's sweet. Even um, now, that's sweet. Even now, like, that's I, amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, and then I think last year it got run over by a car, what? And then I, but then I got the 65 during a shoot or unpacking, yeah, or loading during, during up? a shoot. Yeah. You didn't run it over. Did you? No. Oh, someone else did. And no. they had to deal with that. Yeah. They the, got uh, out and they're like, dude. Yeah. The Yeti did the Logan's car. <laughs> oh, what? But I, yeah, I dropped it in front of it. That was, so it was my fault. Oh yeah. Yeah. But a oh, two ton G wagon rolled over it. So was that the only <laughs> gear you've ever had? Just be like demolished in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm super careful about it. Normally it's like your child as a photographer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you fly drones? Do you have drones? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You never crashed one of those bad boys. Nope. Crashed a bunch. Oh yeah, you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, so when I was working with Logan, mm-hmm. he would ask me to do these like ridiculous things with the drone. Yeah. Like, chase this Bugatti. Like you can't yeah. keep up. No, no way. Matter. What do they, they go like? What? 35, 40 miles yeah, an hour? Yeah, like forty. Top on speed. like a mode that has no other restrictions. So no, exactly. So it doesn't sense anything. It's like hat. I crashed yeah. one in Dubai, um, flying it 
40 miles an hour, as mm-hmm. fast as this thing goes, yeah. sport mode, no sensors, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Trying to keep up um, with the cars. Yeah, that thing probably blew And up. it, there's nothing there in the desert mm-hmm. except for these like solitary like telephone poles every once in a while. Just out of nowhere. Just straight into the side <laughs> of it. Damn it. Did you have an extra one up there? No, of course not. No. You don't have an extra drone? No, no one we does did, that. No, but yeah, I crashed a number of them. In uh, in Rome, I crashed one. I was flying through like the holes in the Colosseum. Oh yeah, um, and it got jammed, so I like lost. Oh, you lost communication signal? with it. Oh shit! So it just fell out of the sky, yeah. and Logan ended up getting arrested trying to get it back from the police. Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All kinds man. of crazy stories with drones. So uh, funny thing. How much how much traveling do you do? Um, not as much anymore. Uh-huh. Um, I want to do more. I really want to start traveling again. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere in particular? I have a trip coming up in December to um, the Yucatan Peninsula, Playa del Carmen in Mexico. Oh, sweet, man. Yeah, sweet. that'll be fun. It's actually sort of a uh, photography workshop with me. Is it just, just you? It's two other guys. So it's uh, these two guys that started a company called Atlas Studios. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I know Atlas Studios for sure. D- Danny I'm, McGee and Kevin, Kevin Iasa. I don't Do know, know the names, but okay. I know Atlas. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. So they're putting on these uh, trips and mm-hmm. they recruited me nice. to sort of host one. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be the three of us and I'm bringing a model. Um, and then we're going to basically sell tickets and mm-hmm. everybody can, like 10 people are going to be able to sign up, nice. come with us, live, yeah, in yeah. This, live in this villa. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Have you, have you opened up like registration for that yet? Not yet. Actually, today. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Well, uh, if, if you're listening, if we, you won't be listening today, today. But right. uh, it will be open. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you want to come to Mexico with me and learn how to take photos from me. Is this your first workshop? My first workshop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you're good with models. How do you feel about teaching? Like, can you teach pretty well? I think I can teach. Yeah. I think I, so I understand what works for me. Uh-huh. Um, that doesn't necessarily, it's going to work for you, mm-hmm. but I can give you as many ways as possible to, yeah. to sort of get the shot. And if you heard the plane in the background, there, there's a, there's a plane coming around the studio, <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, you know, like teaching is something that takes a weird amount of focus yeah. to be able to, to portray like, you know, like not just your work, but just how to do, I don't know. Teaching is a weird, a weird thing. And I respect the hell out of it, but yeah. it's not, it's not the easiest it's thing. It's not, no, it's not easy. I'm definitely going to try to prepare myself, uh, like knowledge wise. So I can at least give them like every single technical aspect that they need to know maybe yeah. and try to impart some of that creative wisdom, mm-hmm. but everybody's going to have their own like creative side and for m- sure my uh, direction might not be their direction. So yeah. but, like I want to be able to help them realize what theirs is. Mm-hmm. Who, who taught you back in the day or how did you learn to, to do everything? Uh, I mean, it was Carly for the most part yeah. um, in DC. So it was, it was really just like the basics. It was like, you need to understand these aspects of a camera yeah. to really take a photo. And then I took it on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, yeah. a lot of YouTube tutorials. Yep. A lot of YouTube tutorials. Yeah. YouTube university, man. That's how I learned like literally everything except for audio engineering. You can, yeah, you can learn everything. I yeah. think photography is an art that you can really teach yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need a degree in photography. You don't need to spend, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on art school. I mean, yeah, you could, yeah, you, you could, can. and, and yeah. you could have an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also yeah. ways to learn without it. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so like, what is it like now 
being a full-time creator? You know, like what was that transition from being a Lyft driver to all of a sudden like, all right, like now I am responsible for all of this. Dude, it's a, it's a grind. Always. I am coming up with every single pathway possible to try to, you know, monetize Mm -hmm. my, my name, my, and my work. Right. And, you know, that comes through clothing, selling prints, selling presets, Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube videos, doing photo shoots for individuals, for brands. I do a lot of, um, like Instagram sort of promotion stuff. Yeah. Um, and and you're, you're, you manage your own brand, right? Yes. Yeah. You don't have an agent or anything like that. I don't have anybody on my side. Yeah. Yeah. And is that, I mean, I'm sure you've been approached a ton over the years. Yeah. No, I, I, I have people coming up to me, but you know, a lot of the people that come up to you trying to rep, you don't, don't have your best interests in mind. They see, oh, he has 870,000 followers. Yeah. I can definitely make a dime off this kid. For sure. Fast. Yeah. Um, and they want a percentage of everything you've already done. Mm-hmm. That's the part that messes me up. A lot of, uh, managers or agents will come in and be like, yeah, so like, it'll just like, we'll get you all kinds of work, but like, you know, 20% of yeah. like everything, oh, like, everything, yeah. even the things you already have set up, like mm-hmm. my, pre- like my presets, like that's all me. Like nobody helped. Like that's fine. Yeah. Prints, like they want, they would want a percentage of everything that I already have going. Yeah. And that's not, that's not okay with me. I yeah. Don't know. Well, the way that you got to this point is yeah. because you understand how to get it done. Yeah. You, you, no, you I'm grinding through it. Exactly. You know? I'm perfectly capable of managing myself. Yeah. Obviously it's going to get to the point where I feel like I'll, I'll have somebody for yeah. sure. I'll need it. I'll get to a point where I can't handle it on my own. Do you which do is everything by yourself right now? Like, do yeah. you have anybody helping you? No. Not to edit, not to schedule, no, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. That's wild. It's the grind. I mean, it's what I, it's the way I made it here and it's the way I'm comfortable doing it. Yeah. I, I'm the most stubborn person in the world. Mm-hmm. So even if I did have somebody trying to help me, I would not be satisfied with how they're doing it. Yeah. Until, sure. until I just do it myself. Definitely. Like I tried out a manager for a little while. And I was like, you know what? Just like, stop messaging me about this. Like, just wait until I have a day and I'll do it myself. Right. So I, I don't know. I just, I prefer when the time is right, it'll, it'll be right. You know, exactly. Like, and exactly. you'll, you'll know, you'll wake up one day and be like, look, like this can actually like really be a benefit and it yes. can take a load off my plate. Yeah. Cause I'm sure you're working like crazy right now. Yeah. Even just like creating content. Like people don't understand that you know, when you're shooting all the time and doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. the whole back end of it takes just as long, if not longer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like people are like, oh, you're freelance. You get to work around schedule. It's like, no, I get to make my own breaks. Right. If I'm yeah. lucky. I, like, I like that. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I had to get used to saying that because all my buddies back home are like, oh, freelance, like must be nice. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I don't make my own schedule. I literally make my own breaks. Yep. You know, like I can decide if I want to eat lunch somewhere, but I'm coming back and I'm going to make up for that time at 9 p.m. to right. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So to jump back a little bit, uh, you're with that dude in the one bedroom place Yeah. and things are starting to roll and you're starting to shoot more and more people are starting to notice your work. Mm -hmm. And then what snowball effect? Yeah, exactly. And And that's the beauty of social media. Like I can, sometimes I get really down on social media and like negative about like all of its consequences, Mm -hmm. but there are so many beautiful things that come out of it. Um, and that sort of snowball effect for artists is one of them. Yeah. You can do, you can take one picture and that's the picture that changes your life. Right. You know, and that, sure. that was not possible 10 years ago before Instagram or before anything like that. You didn't have a platform with access to millions and millions of people. 
you had to have connections. You had to know the right people right. Um, to get your work in front of anybody yeah. worthwhile. But now you have that free platform that you can just exactly. pop off immediately. And you know what's kind of interesting, and I bet this is your story, is you got inspired by your own work before you got inspired by other people's work, other people's work on Instagram. Yeah. And imagine how many kids right now see Instagram, see the photos, get inspired, then start taking the photos and it looks just like everybody else's yeah. rather than like, you know, yeah. making a style and then realizing you can put it up on this, this platform. I was, yeah. So I, I mean, initially like my, f- the first love, like I said, was like the humans of New York style. Mm-hmm. Like I, I fell in love with storytelling um, because those, those photos meant something. They had like a deeper meaning to them. They had a story to go to like coincide. Um, that's what I was like inspired by because Instagram photography hadn't really taken off. Like when I started finding that, Yeah. um, at least that hadn't gone to like the point it's at now where everybody's just trying to copy each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a little bit different. Yeah. Is it hard to, um, is it hard to find your own avenue? Yes. I mean, you did it with the painted series, but before yeah. that, like, is it is it really just you know like trusting your gut and your instinct mm-hmm. and your light and mm-hmm. just taking everything you knew? And it is so hard to find your own voice nowadays in social media yeah. because you see so many. First of all, there's a million other people trying to create something just like you. Yeah. Um, I've talked about this a lot actually. Like the there's this author I can't remember his name, um, but he wrote this thing called the dictionary of obscure sorrows. Have you ever heard of it? No. So he can he came up with a couple thousand words for feelings that don't have words to describe them yet. Oh, I have heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. The f- yeah. my favorite one that he uh, made a video about actually is called Vemo Dalin mm-hmm. and it's the fear that everything has been done before. Oh shit. And that is a photographer's yeah. worst nightmare. Definitely. It's what you, it's what you wake up with cold sweats in, in the night with, you yeah. know, like, why am I doing this? Everybody's already done it. Like yeah, what's the, what's the sure. point anymore? Um, Damn. and I think as a photographer, you sort of have to accept that mm-hmm. and try your best to, to come up with something. I mean, it doesn't matter that it's already been done, but nobody's done it the exact way. Like, you might for sure. Is it, and you have to trust yourself that you can come up with something and not just give up. That's the thing, you know? Yeah. And then when you have all these other factors in front of you and you have people you're working with and models and all that, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, all right, like everything that I've learned up to this point in this next 10 minutes or five minutes or one minute, like I need to like, this is where that all comes out. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Right? Is it hard for you to, to continually be inspired? Do you have moments in and out of inspiration all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have those days, weeks, months yeah. of just like, what do you darkness? Do? Just well, you're, you, you write, you keep shooting. Yeah. And you write and right? you keep writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Writing is a fairly infrequent thing for me, uh-huh. but when I, when it clicks, it clicks. Mm-hmm. Like when I sit down on my couch and you want, I just had a thought and I just start typing away in my little notes. Um, and all of a sudden I've written six new poems Mm-hmm. Um, about all these different things that I was just feeling over the night, over the past like few weeks where it was all building up and dark in my head. I didn't know what it was. And then it gets to a point where you can just put it into words yeah. or, or at least try to. It's almost like a release, right? Mm-hmm. It's like your artistic release for sure. I've written, I've written that before. There's no greater artistic release than thoughts flowing into the written word. Nice, I man. think um, just being able to 
put something, a thought down on paper is just like, it's such yeah. a relief. And it's the same for photography. Like you have a thought like weighing heavy in your mind, like mm -hmm. this image that you desperately want to create. And the second you bring it to life and actually take it like that photo. Yeah. It's a crazy release. Yeah. An and it takes feeling. its own shape too, which yes. is crazy. And writing I'm sure is the same thing. And mm -hmm. uh, so when did this start? When did the writing start and the inspiration for that? Uh, so my mom's a, my mom's an English teacher. Okay. Um, and you know, she, English lit was her mm -hmm. passion. Nice. Um, she had me, she was always the grammar Nazi. Yeah. I never speak, you know, um, <laughs> or never write out of a grammatically correct yeah. uh, order. But I don't know. I guess, I guess she, she writes poems like every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it wasn't a thing that I did for, you know, most of my life. It was something more recent. Yeah. And I just sort of... It just I, felt right. Yeah. 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 I, I went through a lot of stages of just like, almost like panic attacks, just like, I, I don't want to say depression, um, but like really dark moments in my life where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. I don't know sure. if I'm going to make it. I have $10 in my bank account. I can't drive for Lyft anymore. I don't want to, you know, do any of this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I like multiple moments where I thought I was going to move back to my parents' house in Boston. Um, and I sort of write out of those feelings, yeah. just like this, like intense, like, I don't know how to describe it sometimes. Yeah. It's hard. No, for sure. <laughs> no, but I, like, do you go through waves where, you know, certain moments you're like, I'm all about photo. I'm all about this. I'm doing this right now. And then waves yeah. where you're like, I like writing, like maybe, you know, yeah, I, you know, yeah, but I you mean, marry the two. Right. You know, which is cool. Yeah. I want, I wanted to bring them together. They've always had a place sort of close to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think it's waves like one than the other. It's, it's just whatever is going through my yeah, head that day. Yeah, for sure. Could you ever write a book? Do you want to do that? It's Yeah. So the Painted series is going to be a book. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, as soon as I have enough of them, probably 60. Like coffee table book style, photo yeah. book style? Yeah. If I have yeah. 60 images with 60 coinciding poems, it's mm -hmm. a 120 page book. Yeah. And I think I'll be satisfied with that. But yeah, the, the biggest thing for me is not showing all of them. Yeah. Um, I want to save a lot of them for the book. Good. No, you totally should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And didn't you just did some that work Carlisle. with, with a, a pretty incredible poet, right? Atticus. Dude. Yeah. What was that like? It's so funny because like when I m met him, like mm -hmm. he obviously didn't tell me who he was. And then I received a DM and it was from the Atticus account. And I was like, Oh, it's you. Yeah. That's cool. Well, so for people who don't know, he goes incognito. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. Atticus is a pen name. Um, and he's a brilliant mind. I yeah. love the way he thinks. And he is, he's found this way to just like be an anonymous poet on Instagram and go super viral with no name attached or no, mm -hmm. no, no face. Nobody knows who he is. It's, yeah. It's an incredible like thing. Like the Banksy of, of poetry. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's the, he is the Banksy of poetry. Crazy. I think that's a cool way to put him. Yeah. But I was so excited when he said he wanted to be in a painted photo mm -hmm. and he sent me a bunch of thoughts that he would like uh, to be painted and we came up with the no fame is the new fame. Yeah. Um, that was by far the best idea that, uh, that came up. And it looked awesome because it was everything that he encompasses yeah. with his anonymity um, and his message of the dangers of celebrity. Mm -hmm. 
I thought it was perfect. So that was that was an awesome collaboration. Yeah, yeah. was he a cool dude? Very cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, and and his it was so funny because at the end of the shoot, he brought out a bottle of whiskey. Oh, nice. And I was like, okay, so your poems sort of breathe truth. Like, yeah. You, he writes a lot about whiskey. Uh-huh. And there he is. There it is. Drinking whiskey, handing me a bottle. I was like, this is like a dream right yeah. now. Yeah. Right now. Dude, write about what's true to you, man. Exactly. That's awesome. Hemingway. Yeah. Write, do you, write, do you read? Hard. Yeah. No, I, I, I read a lot. Yeah. Um, no, Hemingway said, uh, write hard and clear about what hurts. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was his big thing. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, yeah maybe, maybe whiskey is, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is Atticus's vice. Shit, man. That's so cool. So, okay. So now, you know, you're like really establishing yourself in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. You're feeling good. You're shooting all the time. Are you making a lot of it like friend connections in, in the scene and in, in photography and all that at this point? Um, in the photography scene? No, like after, yeah, like after Lyft and all that, like you're, you're meeting people and you're... Yeah, yeah, I know, game. I know a lot of the, um, the Instagram people in Hollywood. Lost, yeah, like, yeah, would you say you know more photographers or you know more models out here? I know a lot more models. You do, yeah. And, and do you have like your own arsenal of models that you yeah. shoot with regularly? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's not always different all the time? Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I don't love shooting with everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't want to shoot with just anybody. Right. Um, I think a lot of power for an artist comes when they can say no. Mm -hmm. And I say no to a lot of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I love saying it. Yeah. Because I know the second I say it, it drives up my value. Mm -hmm. What about in the beginning? Was it always like that? It was always yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to, you have to work up to that point. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I can't say that it was always yes. There were still mm -hmm. instances where I was just like, you know what? I have, I have nothing. I have no reason. I have no inspiration from wh whoever, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just can't imagine a photo with you. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's mm -hmm. just me not coming up with anything. Yeah. So I said no. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not the same reasoning. The, the power of the word no for an artist is all about keeping your self-worth high. Right. Um, know that you're worth something, know that your work is, you know, desired mm -hmm. and you can't just give it to anybody right? for whatever price they name right off the bat, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. Cause a lot of people like, you know, they say yes all the time, all the time, all the time, but mm -hmm. unless you can shift that, like you right, did, you have to, you have to know when your time to shift is. Yeah. That's huge. You have to, you, you absolutely have to take the beating at first. Yeah. Take it, deal with it, love it. Yeah. This is the grind that you signed up for. Yeah. Um, but when you fight through it to a point of success, mm -hmm. like start saying no. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and you'll skyrocket. So when was like, when was the first time that you sat back and you were like, shit, man, like this is all happening and this could be like big, you know? Um, was there that moment or did, was it always kind of just like, you know, the process? It, I, I guess it was the process. Yeah. There, there were a few moments when I was just like, okay, this is a little wild now. Mm -hmm. um, when I got to, I don't know, it, I hate attaching feelings to numbers, but mm -hmm. like you can't help it in that, in that social media world when you hit yeah. like a certain number, yeah, it's not you awful. can't help but feel like yeah. really excited. Like I hit 50 K. Yeah. That was, that was huge. I was so excited. No, it's huge. Um, there's, there's, I don't want to, say there's anything wrong with getting excited over a number. Like I get it. I was there. I do that all the time. If people say they aren't excited about it, they're full of shit. They're lying. hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then again, numbers don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll backtrack to that point. Yeah. Um, because you can be, 
an artist and you're no less of a photographer if you don't have a following. Like, doesn't matter. You can make money other other ways. Like, social media is some photographers' game and it's not other photographers' games. Right. Um, but yeah, in in my world, numbers were something that I sort of attached to success. Who was uh, who was the first big celebrity that you shot? That was a pretty wild thing. Um, celebrities like yeah, or just the first the first person that you were like, oh shit. Well, so the first big account that I shot with, mm-hmm. I guess she's not a celebrity per se. She's like big on social media. Her yeah. name's Jordan Jones. Okay. Um, she was on this show called Abby's ultimate dance competition. So mm-hmm. she like blew up. She's a talented dancer. She does music. Um, and I emailed her mm-hmm. and she said yes. And that was like the first big one. She had 2 million something at the, at the time. And yeah. I was like at 12, or 13,000. Yeah. You're like, Hey, uh, you want to, and, and she shot and she said, yeah. 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 So we went to the Beverly Hills hotel, nice, took some man. photos, yeah. she posted a bunch, a couple thousand followers later. I was yeah. like, Hey, do you want to shoot again? Yeah. And this time I had gotten in contact with a helicopter pilot in oh, LA. Man, no way. And I was like, sort of playing both sides. I was like, Hey man, like would love to come up with you for a flight. I have this big influencer, uh, Jordan Jones, who would, mm-hmm. you know, post for you, blah, 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 tag you in the photos yeah, that we yeah. take. Uh, and then he said yes. And then I went to Jordan. And I was like, Hey, do you want to come on a helicopter oh, ride with me? Is that and how all these helicopter photos come up on Instagram? These collaborations yeah. and connections? Yep. Holy crap. What was that like? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy ended up loving my photos and we did maybe eight helicopter flights together. No way. Yeah. Until he ended up moving to Utah. But yeah. Uh, that was, that became another one of my little strategies. It was something that I had over other photographers in LA. I had, yeah. a, I had a helicopter. Dude, that's giant, man. Literally just, um, one of the biggest ones that I did was, um, Alyssa Violet. I was like, Hey, I have access to this guy who has a helicopter. He'll yeah. take us up for a flight over LA. Do you want to come shoot? Yeah. Okay. And for she, sure. and exactly. And yeah. she invited Jake Paul. Okay. So both of them are sitting in the uh, helicopter with me. I did that. They made a video. It got millions and millions of views. Yeah. Were you in that video? Uh, a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they both made videos. Okay. I was in Alyssa's more than Jake's. Uh-huh. Okay. But after that, Jake started using me um, a little bit here and there mm-hmm. um, to shoot with all of his like Team 10 people. And, you know, that was like lighter fluid. Yeah. Um, because all of them were flying like numbers wise, Mm -hmm. flying right past me from, from zero to a hundred thousand in a matter of like 48 hours. Crazy. These kids. So crazy. Yeah. What's it like being around that? Discouraging. Yeah. To be honest, because you think over and over again that you're creating like the best stuff you possibly could. Right. And then to watch somebody sort of with, with no discernible reason, Mm -hmm fly past you in terms of like that numerical success. Yeah, for sure. Is heartbreaking. Yeah. You're like, what the hell am I doing wrong? Like, yeah. When, when it's nothing, it's nothing. You're not doing, not doing anything, anything wrong. wrong. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, some people just catch the wave and they ride it. Yeah, um, definitely. And you have to accept that this time it wasn't you. Yeah. But I was, I was able to sort of jump onto that and I mm-hmm. worked with a bunch of them and then eventually, yeah, it was the biggest influencers from that point on. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to shoot with, uh, Shay Mitchell at one point from okay. pretty little liars. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, a bunch of random people, I guess. Were you <laughs> getting, uh, now were you getting approached to shoot all the time at this point? Like were mm-hmm. people were just hitting you up left and right? Yeah. So then you really like got to sit back and kind of, you know, almost like an actor gets to choose their scripts. Yeah. You're like, this is who I think I could have a thing with. Yep. Like this is, this is who I want to shoot with. And then were brands coming to you as well at this point? Yeah, a few, yeah. slowly. Yeah. Slowly, but yeah, they were, they were rolling in. Yeah. What, uh, when it comes to brands, like, are you, are you shooting mainly models for brands as well? Or are you doing a lot of product stuff? A lot. So a lot of the shoots I do for brands are, are me. Okay. Because my fan base, as much as I want them to care about my photography, mm-hmm. they care about me as a person. Right. Um, for sure. Which is fine. Yeah. That's not exactly a photographer's dream. They want, you want them to love your work more than they love you. Yeah. Um, but uh, the avenue that I went with social media, yeah. um, people got to know me almost more than they got to know my photos yeah. for a while Dude, there. not your fault. You're good looking. That's yeah, the, no, like, so <laughs> either way, a lot yeah. of the products I shoot end up just being on me. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what brands want yeah. right now. Well, okay. Do you ever shoot you with these things on? Mm-hmm. Are you, like, are you shooting yourself right now? Or are we, like, I've done a few self portraits, yeah. but normally like with the brand stuff, if I'm like wearing something, I'll have somebody just like here, take my camera. Okay. Take a picture. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so the brand things are rolling in yeah. giant models and, and like you're wrapped up in this like social media scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like that was recent, right? That was like last year. That was last year. And then that sent you to a lot of places that you went like yep. Dubai and all those spots. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, right now it's, you know, what, what's your, what's your day to day look like? Like, what are you, what do you working on other than the painted series? Anything else? Yeah. I mean, day to day right now is just keeping up with content. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, I'm in that point where like, I want all my photos to mean something and Uh to be drastically different. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's hard. Yeah. I spend a lot of time just like (laughs) zoned out, like trying to think of something, um, worthwhile yeah to really like attach myself to and post Mm -hmm. um the painted series is continuing it's sort of this constant thing that i don't think is going to have a definitive end anytime soon but i have two more series cool that i want to uh create that i haven't really talked about i've teased one of them um but yeah they're in they're in production yeah is it cool to be able to to start a project right now and you know that you have the audience. So yeah. now you can really focus on your complete artistry yeah. rather than getting that audience. I, yeah, I'm in a lucky position to say, to be able to say that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think that's an artist's dream Yeah, to sort of have the audience built in and just be able to, you know, toy with different thoughts and yeah, create sure. it and show it to them. And if they don't like it, most of them are going to stay anyways. And, yeah, and then definitely. You, then you move on to the next one. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want your followers and your fans to to take away from your work? Um, I just want them to feel something. Right. I think I think that's a lot of photographers' goals. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to take pictures that relay an emotion, relay a feeling. I want you to feel like you know this person. Um, I think that's a photographer's superpower. I think mm-hmm. you can introduce people with a photo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm obsessed with like the idea of like moments, mm-hmm. capturing beautiful moments, holding them still forever. Right. Another photography superpower. Yeah, um, definitely. Sort of holding time still. I, I think, yeah, I think I just want to capture as many beautiful moments for myself. 
um, sort of just as like a, a living diary just on, on Instagram or wherever I share these photos or, yeah. yeah. And yeah, the other big goal is the, comes in with prints. Right. I want my photos to be hanging in houses around the world. Yeah. So if you're listening, <laughs> let's get, let's yeah. get some prints on the wall. Yeah. So no, but really you can go through and how, like, let them know how they can go through and get prints. Um, um, yeah. So right now this company, the hosts of the, the podcast, yeah. dark room, uh, is hosting my site. Uh, it's painted series Nice. And that is where all the painted photos are up for sale. You can get it all kinds of different ways. Luster paper, canvas, uh, you can get it framed and special order by aluminum, Sweet. <laughs> which is the way I print them, uh, for my in-person galleries. Mm-hmm. I print them on aluminum because I think the way black and white pops off. Oh yeah. Like it's metal unreal. is the coolest thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the Definitely. best way to see it. Sweet man. And Instagram at Brendan North. Yep. B R E N D A N North, like the direction. Nobody knows how to spell my name. It's always the E-N or the A-N's, yeah, the O-N's, Z- like Brandon, Brendon. How many times do people call you Brandon? All the I get, time? I get Brandon a lot. Yeah. 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 I, I get, get Brandon. All the time. I get Brandon from people that have been following me for a year in the comments. Like, yeah. I love you, Brandon. It's yeah. Like, and in person, are you just like, eh, yeah, whatever. Sure. Brandon. Or do you have no, to, no, 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 I, cor- I, cor- correct I correct them in person. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I can't deal with that. Well, Brandon North, mm-hmm. dude, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. This Super was fun. pumped. Hell yeah. <laughs> That'll do it, guys. Thank you so much for checking that out. I had a great time chatting with Brendan. He's a really cool dude, and he is putting out some really incredible stuff. And if you only know him for his photos, please go check out his poetry as well. Uh, It's being infused with his content right now on Instagram, and it is really, really good stuff. I'm excited for the future of that as well as the future of everything else that he has going on. And like he said, if you want to pick up some prints, you can check them out at paintedseries.darkroom.tech. You can also check him out on Darkroom with other stuff at brendannorth.darkroom.com. Tech, and you can check out his Instagram at Brendan North. You can say hey to us at Darkroom on Instagram. You can say hey to me at Dane Diener on Instagram and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play to get a weekly dose of content creation inspiration. You like that? I just made that up on the spot. I'm going to keep it. All right, guys. I look forward to seeing all of your beautiful faces next week. <laughs>